0: What
1: up, what up? Now, you ready to get this yes. thing started? What's good, everybody? It's Baby Jonathan here. Welcome to the Big Baby Jonathan Sports Podcast Show. Got my boy, Jonathan. What's going on, Jonathan? Oh,
0: man, nothing much. Just finished watching this Raptors-Bucks game. It was a very, uh, very good game.
1: Yeah, it was, man. It's very, very good game. And what are your thoughts about the game? And what are your thoughts about your boy, Kawhi Leonard? Well,
0: I thought... The Milwaukee Bucks gave it away. They got off to a fast start like they did in the game prior to tonight's game. Uh, they got off to a very fast start, but again, it wasn't sustainable for them. They couldn't hold on. Uh, they controlled much of the first half. And then when the second half came, momentum shifted. And, you know, the Raptors went on a 26-3 run and they took. Complete control of the second half. Mm -hmm. Uh, I I thought Kawhi Leonard was brilliant in this series. Uh, You also have to look at what uh, Van Fleet did. He was, you know, phenomenal in three straight games. Uh, He poured in 14 points tonight. And then I I think Kawhi Leonard has made uh, Kyle Laurie a much better player. As well, mm-hmm. so I think when you look at everything the Raptors did collectively, they were the better team. Yes, on paper, the Bucks were more talented. They looked like they were a the more complete team coming in, and you can argue that they gave a couple of good games away. Uh, you know, maybe they could have won this series if they didn't have the mental lapses that they had. And if they didn't make mistakes uh, that led to poor decisions and missed opportunities, if you will.
1: Yeah, I agree with you on that one, 100%. I just feel like Milwaukee showed a lack of inexperience being up 2-0 because they just fell. They went up 2-0. They didn't know how to execute. They were making bad decisions. Toronto exposed Kumpo in the, like in terms of closing the lane, and every time Kumpo would drive to the lane, pass out. And I think Kumpo was just scared to take over in the fourth quarter. You seen tonight? He kept passing it out. Yes, right. yes, he was forced a to walk. pass the ball out
0: a, a, a number of times in this series, and a lot of that had to do with uh, Nick Nurse switching Kawhi mm-hmm. on Giannis, which made it that much more difficult for him. And I think when you, you stymie him from getting to the basket, you not only stymie him, but you, you, know, you stifle the rest of his team because they are so used to running their offense through him, and they mm-hmm. weren't able to do that. Uh, once Kawhi started locking him down, uh, you know, it made it harder for him to score. And he was limited on what he could do. So I thought that was a big uh, factor for them in this series. And, you know, that's how the Raptors were able to pull it off. They came up with that strategy, and it worked, and they found the winning formula at the right time. They won four straight games. Now they advanced to the NBA Finals for the first time in franchise history.
1: That, I know, it's crazy, man. But everybody says uh, Kumpo lacks of that aggression like a Kobe or a Westbrook or a like, you know, taking over a game. Do you see that in Kupo's game or do you think he needs to improve on that, having that killer I instinct? I think he
0: has improved a lot offensively this season. But, yes, I do think he could show um, much more improvement. And, no, he does not have that killer instinct uh, in his game. Uh, to be quite honest with you, I don't think – he was great offensively in this series because of the Raptors ability to shut him down, uh, you know, mm-hmm. make it difficult for him to get a quality shot and everything. I think uh, if he develops an uh, a, an outside, if he develops an outside shot, then yes, maybe he will become a more, a more uh, reliable player in crunch time. And maybe you could look to go to him in critical situations, but no, he does not have that killer instinct. But that's not to say that he can't can't ever uh, show that in his game. I mean, he has this year shown flashes of uh, brilliance, and he has you know shown that he can uh, you know be a dynamic force inside the paint, but because he doesn't really have an outside shot, it makes life more difficult for him when he has to face a a team that can contest every shot and that can close up the lanes, which makes it difficult for him to drive to the basket and finish.
1: Yeah, I totally agree with you, man. But we got to switch to the NBA Finals now. Do you think Toronto has a chance to upset Golden State? Do you think Golden State is going to sweep Toronto?
0: Uh, ooh, you know, that's a tough call right now, but when you're when you see Toronto's game, they are solid defensively and I think mm-hmm. Kawhi could match up well against uh Steph Curry. He could make life mm-hmm. hard for him. I think uh Serge Ibaka uh played with a great deal of energy tonight and he was good defensively as well. You know, there was a few times that Kawhi Leonard forced turnovers with his quick hands and his ability to dislodge the basketball and to get mm-hmm. out in the open floor. Then you have Kyle Lowry, who's a great defensive player. So I think it's defense versus uh, uh, a very, very good offensive team. You know, I, I think the, the Warriors will grind it out because of their experience. You mm-hmm. know, but I think it will be a very competitive series because you got a team that can, you know, commit to defense, and you got another team that can put up points offensively.
1: I totally agree, agree with you on that one, man. But uh, I got going State winning. Very experienced, strong experience. The only person that's been to the finals is Kawhi. Sergi Bacchus. You're breaking up.
0: You break you breaking up, buddy.
1: Um, if Kawhi Leonard does upset Toronto, is would that be the biggest accomplishment in NBA franchise history for Kawhi Leonard be upsetting Golden State?
0: Oh, of course that would be. Uh With him in the final year of his contract and he's soon to be a free agent, that would be big for him. You know how many teams he would attract if that happens? And, yes, it would be one of the biggest moments in history for him. I think it would be bigger for the franchise as a whole – because when you think about it, this is the Raptors' first time in the NBA Finals. And two, they would upset a, a Warriors team that has built an enduring dynasty that no one has been able to dethrone. So if that does happen, which seems like a long shot right now, uh, that would be historic for Kawhi Leonard. It would also help with his free agency stock, I think. And, you know, this is something that I think people will reminisce about for many years to come. A Raptors team that pulled off a historically remarkable upset. Uh, Wow. That would just blow away the masses.
1: Yeah, man. Uh, it's going to be a crazy finals, but now we've got to get into some Lakers talk, man. We haven't talked for a while on this podcast. What is your thoughts about what's been going on with the Lakers? And if the floor is yours about the Magic Johnson comments. So are you surprised? Do you think he should have talked to Rob Palenka on the low to squash it out? And do you think uh, he turned, uh, turned his back on the franchise? What's your thoughts? I, you know
0: what? I wouldn't say I, – I think – you go a little too far to say that he's turned his back on the franchise. I wouldn't say he's necessarily turned his back on the franchise. Now, how he went about it? Yes. He could have, you know, instead of, you know, uh, airing this stuff out publicly, he could have been man Mm -hmm. enough to reach out to Rob Polinka privately, squashed it out, you know, they could have possibly reconciled their differences, and who knows, Magic could be working again in the front office. If he felt that Rob Polinka was whispering and backstabbing him behind his back, then Magic should have been man enough to, you know, meet with Rob Polinka behind closed doors and they can settle their differences or whatever is going on between them. You know, there's obviously uh there's obviously something that was said that Magic uh, feels uh, uncomfortable 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 about uh, you know mm-hmm. I, I just feel that Magic uh, might have went about it the wrong way and he could have you know mm-hmm. handled this a lot different, uh, differently than what he has because all this does is just pour gasoline onto the fire and, you know, now you're trying to avoid drama. All you do mm. is add to the dysfunction that has been surrounding this team for many weeks now.
1: Yeah, everybody says it's dysfunctional, but I really don't believe. I no Magic Johnson thing said stuff, but we haven't heard from the owner. We haven't heard from – did Rob Palenka respond to that? Rob know- Polinka did respond to that. And, and oh, he's, okay. you
0: know, his response was a simple response. He's like, he said that he just, he he's sorry that Magic feels that way, you know, and uh, he just came out and said that none of these accusations about him is true.
1: He's, bro, I have a feeling Magic's listening to the wrong people, bro, in terms of like, he, if I was Magic, I would have came up to Rep A, hey, man. What's going on here? There's rumors about you talking behind my back, what's going on? I feel like he was just so upset that he just had to let it out. And I just feel like it's just I don't know. I don't know. Remember that a picture of Jeannie bust and Magic yes. Johnson? Everybody was saying it's a good thing. Maybe it is and is at the same time. But what I'm saying is I just feel like Magic Johnson wasn't didn't tell Jeannie everything. You know what I mean? Magic should have done that. If their brother, if if Magic says, Oh, that's my sister, you tell her what's really going on. Don't just say nah, everything's fine, and then leave, you gotta keep it 100, Right. you know what I mean Right.
0: and you, you do gotta keep it 100 and that's something he didn't do, but you know, Magic has always been a person who will state how he feels and you know, mm-hmm. he's a very opinionated outspoken individual and we saw that when he appeared on first take and you know, spoke his mind he didn't hold his tongue and you know He, you know, vented on national TV. He vented his displeasure. That's basically what he did. He went on national TV, shared with the world what he felt was going on. And that was uh, obviously his excuse for why he suddenly resigned from, you know, the organization. And he said that, you know, Jeannie uh, promised him that he would have full uh, control of the franchise, but you know didn't keep her promise, and that was another reason why he decided it was time to step down. Uh, I guess he felt uncomfortable working in the environment with Rob Palinka, and and from 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 what he seems to believe Rob Polinka uh said that he wasn't in the office enough and he wasn't around, you know, so Well
1: I agree with Rob Polinka for I agree with Rob Polinka for yeah, saying that that's yeah. true because like I if you're if it's twenty
0: because it, you know magic had too many things going on.
1: Yeah. I just feel like magic could like oh I'm I'm here for life. I can walk in and nah. Job is committed, 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 committed in and out. I think trying to say, Why isn't Magic Johnson in the office? He's being disrespectful. Why? He's just wondering why he's not talking behind his back. Right, right,
0: right. And I think Magic might have gotten a little sensitive there, you know, and he took it the wrong way. And, you know, he took it as if he was whispering and backstabbing uh, when. Rob Palinka was basically saying, well, hey, look, we're we're supposed to be a team here. We're supposed to be working together, and you're my boss. And, you know, I should be getting advice from you as well on what direction we need to go in order to make this uh, work. And if we want to rebuild this team, we're going to have to be, you know, in the same boat. You know, and so I think that's Rob Palinka's approach with it. I think that's how he felt about it. And Magic, like you said, might have taken it the wrong way, and you know he decided to leave. But the bottom line is, Magic Johnson wanted to be Magic Johnson. He stepped down because he wanted to be himself. He wanted to have fun. He thought it was more important to tweet. To NBA players, and he felt you know his he didn't have freedom as the the team president of basketball operations he was always getting you know uh, blamed for tampering uh, you know, and I guess magic was just tired of it all.
1: Sorry about that people technical difficulties. Go ahead, John. <laughs> what were you saying?
0: Uh I was saying he saw how hard it was to uh you know run an entire franchise. Mhm. You know, and I think because it didn't go the way he had anticipated for it to go that he decided to leave. You know, he did make that he did make that promise that if he didn't, you know, Get this team back to championship form in in his two years that he would step down, mhm, and he did just that,
1: so do you think uh magic told Jeannie a bust ahead of time, or do you think that was no hard to no
0: I think every- I think she found out when everyone else did
1: yeah yeah and man. I, every-
0: I, I I do think that's the wrong way to go about it. I do think you could have handled that differently yeah.
1: I just, yeah. like it, I just feel like I just the media likes to throw shade at the Lakers every day. Everybody's blaming Genie. Well, it's – re- I look like this. It's the regime of Rob Pelinka, Kurt Ramos, Genie Bus, Linda Ramos. Let's give him a chance. If we win a championship, none of this shit going to matter, man. I guarantee if we win okay. the NBA championship, all that shit goes out the window. Oh, we are le- – oh, yeah, we're champions now. And then, and then that's when people are going to say, oh, now Genie Buss brought everybody back. You know what I mean? So it's like – Well, you you're it, yeah, when, that's
0: true. And you when, know, we're out here. We're so used to writing about the Lakers being in the playoffs and the finals that yeah. because it's it's such a bad situation right now, the only thing that that we have to write about is how dysfunctional the organization is.
1: Mm, I I just don't see it. Like I don't literally, literally. I like there's stories coming out. I know everybody says, "Oh, you're just in it because you took a picture with Jenny." No, it's not that. I just don't believe anything because all these sports outlets and, and writers. Not, I'm not dissing you. I'm not dissing you because I know you're you, you're a sports writer, right? Yes. So I'm not dissing you. I'm just dissing people at ESPN, First Take, Colin Coward, Everybody, they just like to make fake rumors, drama. It's like, come on. You see how, how you feel. Talk- Go ahead. How you feel about Bill Plaskey? Uh. I don't know. Up and he's up and down, but sometimes he's accurate. Sometimes he just keeps it one hundred. Right. Yeah. Well, he blocked me on Twitter because I said I don't believe what you say, to be honest, and he blocked me. Really? Yeah. I I know that's like your friend, right? Yeah. Yeah, I know. Yeah, like that's cool, man.
0: Yeah, he's a good friend of mine. He's like a mentor to me, and he's you know kind of showed me the ropes and everything.
1: Yeah, that's what's up, man. But uh. What I Was gonna say, um, yeah, I just feel like winning solves everything, man. Because remember when the Lakers were fifteen and eight, there we weren't being talked about. Oh, the Lakers are gonna be playing well. As soon as we go injured, there's storylines every day. Mm-hmm. So I just feel like people at ESPN just like to, um, I don't know, man. People just like to create a storyline just to talk about something. But I know that's their job to talk about something. But if they get information, they're gonna have to report it. You know what I mean? Right, right. But I just, I just feel like. When we get – we're going to get superstars. I Like everybody says I'm crazy for trusting the front office. You know why I trust the front office? Because we have LeBron James, cap space, the fourth pick, young talent. That That's an attractive destination, in my opinion, with, with the assets that the Lakers have.
0: Yes. I, I think we're going to land Kawhi Leonard. And the reason I keep saying that, people, people think I'm delusional for saying that. And, and they think I'm crazy. But, look, Kawhi Leonard has ties to Kobe Bryant. Mm-hmm. He works with him in the offseason. You don't think Kobe and Rob Polinka are talking about how great a, of a player Kawhi is? You don't think that Kobe had lunch with Rob Polinka and has had conversations with Kawhi Leonard about possibly joining the Lakers? Come on.
1: Yeah, if we got if we got Kawhi Leonard with this young talent man with the fourth pick, we could get to the championship.
0: And, and it, definitely,
1: and winning solves everything. I'm like, I keep, like, like I'm telling you, man. Like, I guarantee, once we start winning, then people are like, "Oh, LeBron brought these players. owners didn't do anything." I guarantee you, they're gonna, they're gonna make, it, they're gonna, they're not gonna give Ginny credit. I guarantee you, they're not gonna give Rob Palinka credit. They're only gonna give credit to LeBron. That's not right.
0: Yeah, that that is true. I, I just don't know if I have the confidence in Rob Polinka because. I do.
1: Just give him a chance. It's you're basing out, not you uh, personally, but people that I talk to are blaming him for stuff. Give, he only messed up one time. That last year was his first year, right? Yes. So we need to give him time. We need to let him go through those growing pains and make those decisions. And then once that happens, once he makes the right decision, then we can celebrate. You know what I mean? Just feel like you know people, like a lot of Lakers fans are in panic mode. There's no reason to panic. We got LeBron for. Three more years or four more? Three three more years. Three more years. One bad season with LeBron. I know the last six, six seasons has been bad. But one, for me, if Lakers strike out on free agents and don't win NBA championships in LeBron there, then that's when I'll criticize the front office. But until then, I'm staying positive because I know we're going to...
0: Who do you think we have a better chance of getting? Ka- Kawhi Leonard or Kyrie Irving?
1: Probably Kyrie Irving because the chemistry is so well with them too. They have history and I know LeBron liked to post on Instagram, but at the end of the day, I think LeBron's main focus is Kawhi and um Kawhi and Kyrie Irving, man, he's gonna he's trying he's trying his best, man, and I, I, I like the effort. You know what I mean? But I just feel like LeBron needs to call Kobe up and say help me get these players to LA.
0: Yes, I I couldn't agree with you more. I think Kobe has to be involved in this as well. And if Kobe does get involved in this and help in the front office, I think you have a better chance of landing both Kawhi and Kyrie.
1: Yeah, and Benny Smith was reporting that Kobe was talking to Kyrie about coming to L.A. So that's letting me know that Lakers are probably talking to him. Because you know how Kobe said, hit me up if you need anything, I'm always there. Why doesn't I feel like Lakers should call? Rob, Link, and Kobe have a great relationship. Don't be surprised if Kobe's surprised if Matt, LeBron, in that meeting, and you turn that down. That means you don't want to don't want to win with that team. If you turn down yes. Kobe, LeBron, Magic, then you want to go. You're all about the money somewhere else.
0: Right, right. Well, I heard they had dinner the other night in L.A.
1: Who? Uh, LeBron, LeBron, and Kyrie.
0: And, and Kyrie.
1: They're probably probably talking about teaming up, bro. Or maybe everybody's in Space Jam too. Okay. Yeah. Because the, didn't uh um, Kyrie make a movie called Drew League or something? Uncle Drew. Uncle Drew. Yes. Yeah. So I feel like Le- uh, Kyrie's doing it. LeBron, like, all going be in movies. His, his brand would be well in L.A. like big time with his with the shoe thing and his movie history. Don't be right. surprised, man. I just feel like LeBron. Everybody expected LeBron to leave Cleveland and come to L.A. Or actually, right. a lot of people thought he's going to go to Philly. Like, I is was going to Philly. And Brian Windhorst and Ramar Shelburne said, oh, 1% chance of him going to Lakers. And I said, he's going to be a Laker. And then he's a Laker. Right. So,
0: well, now Brian Windhorst is saying that Kyrie is going to team up with LeBron in L.A. Yeah, I'll,
1: I'll be with it. I'll be with it, man. I'm just – like, here's the thing. Why is everybody hyping up the Clippers off for one good season? Explain to me, because you live in, where you live in, uh, LA, right?
0: Yes, I live in LA, the LA area.
1: Okay, so explain to my listeners that listen to this podcast, why is everybody hyping up the Clippers?
0: Well, everyone's hyping up the Clippers because you have Laker haters here who support the Clippers. That's one Another reason why people are hyping up the Clippers is because they have a, a Hall of Fame coach in Doc Rivers. Mm-hmm. A- another reason why people are hyping up the Clippers is, well, because people, some people are bandwagon fans and they like to rally behind the winning team.
1: Nah, I'm a, nah if Lakers start winning again, I see a bunch of fans, I'm like, nah, stay away. I, I know what real fans are. Stay yeah. Away. Yeah, that's, what, that's exactly
0: what it is. They are supporting the team that's winning right now. And once the Clippers go back to their old ways when, when they were losing, then the Clippers, uh, it, it will be as if they no longer exist in L.A. anymore.
1: And Clipper, Daryl, I have had to, I talked to him on Twitter back and forth. He is so confident that they're getting Kevin Durant. He's excited off that room. Do you see that room about Clippers might be able to get Kevin Durant?
0: Yeah, well, you know they can he's have Kevin Durant. excited,
1: and that's letting me know he hasn't. The Clippers haven't been in the media and spotlight, so he's just just enjoying that little rumor. You know what I mean? Yeah, well, he
0: they could have Kevin Durant. You don't want KD? I want Kawhi.
1: Oh yeah, oh yeah, Kawhi. If Kawhi and LeBron teamed up, man, that'd Kawhi be the,
0: is the best two way player in basketball. He does it on both ends of the floor.
1: Yeah, I agree with you, man. See, uh, you're a big time Kawhi fan. I see your t- Facebook posts. But, yeah, but uh, what's your thoughts? Of, like, I, know, I forgot. I had it written down. I got to find it. Um. Oh, the fourth pick, do we keep it or trade it for Anthony Davis?
0: Trade it for AD.
1: Okay. Who? What young players are you willing to give up with the fourth pick for AD?
0: Lonzo Ball, Brandon Ingram.
1: And every, like everybody, like I don't know what it is about Laker fans. They they never want to give up the young core. They're stuck with. They get so invested in young core. They're too afraid to let them go for a superstar like Anthony Davis. Like I don't get that. If you have an opportunity to get AD, you trade the players that you need, need to give up for Anthony Davis, man.
0: And you know the reason. The reason for that is well, look what the Lakers have done in the past. They've traded a lot of. Uh, players who have gotten better since they left the Lakers. Mm-hmm. So I think a lot of Lakers fans are hesitant whenever the Lakers are, you know, mentioned in trade rumors to possibly give up some of the young players for an, an already made superstar.
1: Yeah, man, I just feel like we're going to get, we're going to get these superstars, man. And once we win the NBA championship, I'm going to be just celebrating with the Lakers with the team and with Genie Buss, no, I'm just kidding. I wish. Nah. But uh, yeah, man, we're going to get this, this thing done of all the conferences in the world and then. Because usually, I'd be panicking if we didn't have LeBron. Like, if we didn't have LeBron and we're going through this, then I'll be upset. You know what I mean? So we have LeBron James. Like, if you don't want to play with LeBron James, something is wrong with you. Exactly. So. Exactly.
0: Why would you want to play with a three time NBA champion who makes everyone on the floor? Better because of his unselfish play.
1: I just feel like people are scared of the spotlight in LA. Like, people didn't want to. Because I remember DeMar DeRozan didn't want to play with Kobe. I know he's not good, but I'm giving an example. He didn't want to play with Kobe because he didn't want to take the spotlight from him, like in his shadow. No, you were just scared to go play. You were just scared to play with Kobe. It's just that simple. Kobe demands too much, and the perfect teammate would be for LeBron, would be Kobe Bryant, because Kobe Bryant would motivate LeBron, get under him. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah, exactly.
1: Like, it, like, if the Lakers lost by 30 and he's, Kobe saw him on Instagram, he, what the hell are you doing on Instagram for? Get off of Instagram. You shouldn't be posting stuff. You lost by 30. Yeah. So, like, I feel like Kobe would be a good mentor to LeBron. And question, do you think the Lakers should just try to offer Kobe Bryant in the vice role? Because can't you get somebody in the vice role and they don't be around all the time? Isn't the vice role they come in in and out all the time, right?
0: Yeah, I believe it is. And I think Kobe would be fit for that role. Uh, you, you look. Kobe is a brilliant, brilliant person. Mm-hmm. He is smart, and he, you know, he's he's so intelligent that he can. You can probably sit down with him for hours and just listen to him break down and dissect plays like you never heard it before. And I think he will definitely be great in the Lakers front office. I think he deserves a role. Uh, and I think he would, you know, devote some of his time to it. Maybe not all, because he's enjoying his time with his family now. You know, he's raising his daughters. He coaches the old, he, he coaches his oldest daughter. Yeah, that's, so, a little, that's
1: badass. Hell yeah.
0: Yeah, so he's got a lot going on. But I, I think at the same time that Since he's so passionate about the Lakers, and since he, you know, played for the organization for so many years, he wouldn't mind, you know, uh, helping out Jeannie Bus and the front office as an advisor.
1: Yeah, like, yeah, that'd be wonders, man. But like, I got like on Twitter today, I got into somebody on Twitter because they were being so disrespectful to Jeannie Bus. I had to step in. They were telling her to sell the team and like. Like they were just talking mess disrespectful stuff and then I'm like, bro, quit doing disrespectful quit talking mess to Genie Bus. Like, why is everybody talking disrespectful to Genie Bus telling them to sell a team? You know what I mean? Like if the Lakers sold got sold, that like the, the, the bus legacy would feel different without the bus family involved in like you know what I mean? It just feel yeah. weird. So like yeah, it, I, I,
0: it would feel weird. I, I mean I went out on I went out on Facebook and said they need she needs to sell the team. But that me by me family, it was because I was
1: frustrated. Yeah, it's all I, it's all good. A lot of Laker fans are. I just and what is your thoughts about that Laker protest? <laughs> I you
0: thought it the- gave I, I thought it gave Laker fans something to do. I mean, most of the fans that were protesting were fans who haven't seen a championship.
1: Yeah, um, I want all the ball uh, ball family to the Lakers and Nick Young. And I went off on those Laker fans. I'm like, those aren't real Laker fans. And like, that's crazy, bro. Like, I just feel like. I'm the. Everybody says I'm like too positive on my team.
0: Yeah, Whoa. well, I I thought they were true Laker fans. I think what it is, they're they're from the they're from this new generation, and they 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 were too young to see uh, a championship. They they can't you know relate to the two thousand nine two thousand ten championship because they were too young, and they definitely weren't around to see the early two thousands. So I think most of the fans that are protesting. Are fans that was born in 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 the in the
1: millennium. Yeah, and that shit that was crazy. Like I really thought it was everybody. The Lakers fans were just trolling, and once it started to get talked about, and then people were starting saying, "Oh, they should." The buses are out of here. I'm like, come on, bro! Y'all panicking? Yeah, those
0: yeah, those were a bunch of millennials who yeah. haven't who haven't experienced the Lakers winning a championship. That's getting, all
1: that was. Like, like yeah, yeah. i last question. Like, why is everybody getting so panicked? Off of one bad season with the we have talent. We have the fourth pick. We have cat space. Relax, Laker fans. Winning, I'm telling you, once we get these players, man, we're gonna win. And then everybody's gonna be quiet, and the rest is history, man. I know this team. And shout out to GD Bus for the Laker gear. I Really appreciate it.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, GD Bus is doing uh, what she can do. You yeah. know, she's not gonna be like her dad. No one's, no one's ever like their father or their yeah. mother uh, and fall, She's going to be the best genie bus that she can be. Yes, she's exactly
1: So, um, what? real quick before I let you go, what is your thoughts about Frank Vogel? Do you like the hire? Do you don't like it? Would you rather have Tyron Lue?
0: Uh, I thought Frank Vogel's a good hire and the reason is when you look at his track record mm-hmm. uh, when he coached the Indiana Pacers, he led them to two Eastern Conference Finals Mm-hmm. also he emphasizes
1: defense yep
0: minded coach uh when he coached the pacers they played with a lot of physicality you know uh they were defensive they were defensively focused and that's what he brings to the los angeles lakers and if things don't work out then you can go to Jason Kidd, which is a, a which a lot of people think that's what's gonna eventually happen. Is that Jason Kidd's gonna become the head coach, uh the the guy who is the top assistant under Frank Vogel. But uh I like Frank Vogel for this team. I think he was a great hire and I I quite frankly think he's better a better hire than Tyron Lue.
1: Yep, I totally agree with you, man. Like, I don't know, it just feels like, like, I like the hire, really like it, really love this hire. I just thought like Frank Vogel is going to challenge LeBron.
0: Yeah, he is. He's going to challenge LeBron. Uh, if, you, if you recall, when he did coach in Indiana, the two times his team lost in the Eastern Conference Finals, it was to LeBron James and the Miami Heat.
1: Yeah, and I feel like LeBron and – LeBron was at the press conference but wasn't at Luke Walton's press conference. What does that tell you about LeBron and Luke's relationship? I don't think they really liked each other.
0: Yeah, well, yeah, maybe they didn't, you know, uh, get along too well. And maybe he just didn't like Luke Walton's play calling.
1: You yeah, know, nope. because his
0: play calling at times was very predictable. bizarre.
1: Was predictable.
0: And it was predictable,
1: yes. Like, again, I remember when we had Julius Randle against the Dallas Mavericks. I was like, he's going to throw it into to Julius Randle. Julius Randle's going to spin. Uh, they're going to swipe it off his foot. Dallas ball. That's exactly what happened. The right, same, right. The same thing I said, exactly what happened. So I just feel like he was inexperienced at times. He's going to – good luck in Sacramento. But um, I'm going to end this Laker Laker talk, the Big Baby Jonathan Sports Podcast show. Thank you, Jonathan, for coming on. Talk to you soon, man. I got to get you on more often. You know your basketball very well.
0: Hey, thank you, brother. I appreciate you. No problem. It was a pleasure as always.
1: All right. Have a great night.
0: All right. You too.